0: Hello, and welcome to ACS Chemical Biology's podcast for September 2011. I'm Jay Suarez, Managing Editor for the Journal. Before we get started, I'm pleased to announce the launch of the new ACS Chemical Biology community site on the ACS network. This community site has been built to foster greater communication between chemical biologists. I encourage you to sign up and follow some of the latest research developments in the field. To sign up, please go to www.acscbcommunity.com. Moving on to the current issue of ACS Chemical Biology, we highlight 10 research papers and one review manuscript. Paul Thompson, in his review manuscript in the current issue, offers a much-needed assessment of recent reports on the interplay between post-translational modifications in proteins. Our latest issue also includes a collaborative article by Bridget Wagner and Vamsi Muta's groups. We are now joined by Bridget Wagner from the Broad Institute of Harvard and MIT, who has identified novel suppressor compounds for statin-induced muscle toxicity. Hi, Bridget. Hi. In your recent manuscript published in ACS Chemical Biology, you talk about suppressing side effects associated with statins. What are statins?
1: Well, statins are the short name for HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors. And this enzyme catalyzes the rate-limiting step in cholesterol biosynthesis. So this is important for reducing cholesterol for patients that have a high level of cholesterol. Now, the reduction in cholesterol produced by the liver causes the upregulation of the LDL receptor, which helps clear plasma LDL, also known as bad cholesterol. And this is the real critical mechanism by which statins are so effective. The top-selling drug in the world is actually statin, and they're now taken by hundreds of millions of people worldwide.
0: Okay, but what are the typical side effects then associated with statins?
1: Well, statins are generally very well tolerated, uh, almost to the point now that they're being considered for over-the-counter status. And the only dose-limiting side effect is muscle toxicity, which can range from mild aches and cramps to actually a life-threatening breakdown of muscle because the level of LDL reduction is increased by increasing the doses of statins, this side effect is an important limitation to the maximum benefit that statins can provide.
0: So in your manuscript, you talk about a new approach for identifying compounds that suppress this statin-based muscle toxicity. Could you briefly describe this approach? Sure.
1: During an analysis of our mitochondrial function in muscle cells, We originally found that statins induce a particular signature of toxicity in these cells. Because the statins are so popularly taken and are associated with this muscle side effect, we thought that a way to specifically reverse the muscle toxicity without perturbing statins' beneficial effects on LDL cholesterol levels could be an effective therapy for this side effect. So we took mouse muscle cells, we treated them with simvastatin, and simultaneously screened a compound collection to identify suppressors of this muscle toxicity. Once we identified some hits from the screen, we made sure that the compounds didn't have an effect on the increase in LDL receptor expression caused by simvastatin. And with this approach, we finally arrived at GO6976, which is a commercially available kinase inhibitor.
0: Okay, so did you then test this compound for muscle protection in an in vivo model?
1: Yes, we did. While it was encouraging that this compound worked in cell culture, we still wanted to make sure that our approach could be validated by using an animal model. So we worked with a group who was studying the same phenomenon in zebrafish, and we gave them the compounds we identified in screening. They went on and tested them in a blinded way and found that GO 6976 did indeed protect the zebrafish muscle from statin-induced toxicity. So this result really helped us to know that this approach could possibly find small molecules that protect muscles in an animal model.
0: That sounds great. And what future studies do you foresee in getting this compound from lab to clinic?
1: Well, the compound we describe in the paper is a tool compound used at the bench, and it's unlikely to be a very good drug candidate. A whole other host of considerations need to be taken into account to be able to really treat humans, things like solubility, metabolism, and and toxic effects of the drug itself. We're now taking an approach with the NIH's MLPCN network to screen 300,000 novel small molecules for this phenotype, and hopefully we'll identify several chemotypes that will help us develop follow-up medicinal chemistry and find an optimal drug candidate.
0: That sounds great, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Other research highlighted in our latest issue include a paper by Youngyut Yutavong's group, who provides a significant breakthrough in anti drug development. Masad Damha offers a new system for monitoring small interference RNA trafficking. Zachary Ball and co workers report a new method for site specific functionalization of proteins. Peter Schreyer and Daniel Rao deliver an exciting advance in antifungal drug development. Diane Newman provides an innovative approach to study small molecules in bacteria. Valakunja Nagaraja's group offers insight into the functioning of an enzyme's unusually adaptable active site. Andrea Desson's lab describes novel compounds that target gram-positive pathogens. Collaborative research from the labs of David Bader and Charles Hong has resulted in the development of novel reagents for studying cardiac tissue development and repair. Work from David Horn and Andrew Scott offer an interesting new method to target tumor cells. To learn more about our authors of the manuscripts in the current issue, please see the Introducing Our Authors section on the web. This month, we feature nine young scientists, Zen Chen, Carlos Contreras Martel, Emily Cross, Kamiradi Vasu, Nora Sullivan, Supani Tawichai, Sandra Tuckmantle, Jaruni Vanich Tanankul, and Alexander Waba. Read this section and get a younger chemical biologist's perspective on their research. We continue to describe ChemBio terms on the air. This month's key term is phenazines, which are a group of small molecule natural products produced by bacteria such as Pseudomonas that play a role in maintaining the cell's redox balance. Phenazines have also been implicated in pseudomonas colonization of the lungs of patients suffering from cystic fibrosis. For more information on phenazines, please refer to the article by Diane Newman's group in the current issue of ACS Chemical Biology. That's it for this month's show. Join us again next month for more ACS Chemical Biology highlights and interviews with our authors. To learn more about the journal, please visit us at www.acschemicalbiology.org. Thanks to all of you for listening.